Yes, it's Wednesday. It's February 7. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you if you are just tuning in. Australia obliterated the West Indies by eight wickets with 259 balls to spare uh, last night in Canberra. Or did it even reach night? Not really. Late afternoon, early evening. And uh, that was the shortest completed one-day international in Australia ever. Uh, also, the Swans announced that Callum Mills will be the sole captain of the club this year after his co-captains of the past two years, Luke Parker and Dane Rampey, decided to step down. The Mariners and the Wellington Phoenix played a scoreless draw in the A-League yesterday. Uh, plenty of rugby league news around. Ezra Mamet has been confirmed. He's re-signed. So he's locked up there at the Broncos until the end of 2029, a five-year extension. Uh, News Corp reporting that Adam O'Brien, the Knights coach, is expected to sign a three-year extension there as well, taking him through to 2026. That would make him the longest-serving coach in the club's history. Uh, Michael Hagan was in charge for 154 matches. O'Brien is up to 96 as it stands. So considering they were, what, 14th on the ladder last June, won 10 matches in a row. Unbelievable turnaround there for Adam O'Brien at the Knights. It is just beautiful to have Dean Bulldog Richie in the studio this morning. How are you, doggy? Yeah, good morning, Mido. Good morning, Clarky. Bulldog. Laurie. Green, how dis- are you, mate? How's it? Greg was disappointing, wasn't it, Clarky? Uh, I'd hate to have paid big yes. money yesterday. Wasn't good. Wasn't Some of those tickets were 100 bucks. Yeah, wasn't good at all. You'd be a bit dirty, yeah. wouldn't you? I think 130 is the... No, you'd be fuming. <laughs> it's the most expensive to, ticket. To go. The, the one-day series hasn't been, hasn't been... Anywhere near as competitive as I think we all hope for after that last test match. So, yeah, I think West Indies will be very disappointed. Darren Semi spoke after the game and said the batting just wasn't good enough. Um, yeah, it just looked. Yeah, well, I didn't. As I said, I mean, I didn't watch one ball. Unfortunately, I got home at five thirty. Tried to turn the TV on to watch it, and the game was over. Those of our lives were on. Yeah, so not good. Um, buddy, tell me about this deal with my favourite player, Ezra Mam. It, reportedly, seven hundred and fifty grand a year. Surely, surely, he's a million doller player per year now. Oh, not yet, Clarky. Really? After not the in grand my final? eyes. I'll bring Laurie in on this after I have a quick chat because he's more of the expert than I am. But I don't think he's worth a million bucks just yet, Clarky. Perhaps his next oh. contract, if his progression continues, and he showed in that grand final exactly what he can do. His excitement. He's young. He's vibrant. Uh, they managed to do what. They were fearing may not happen, which was to lose, ma'am, if they kept Adam Reynolds for another year. So they've managed to squeeze them both in. But, Loz, I'll bring you in. Well, I don't what, think he's a million-dollar player I, just yet. I thought someone would offer him a million bucks. Definitely. What did we pay Lua? What did the Tigers pay Lua? One five or something. One, one two. One two. He's, he's that much better than Ezra, in your opinion? Uh, no, I, I, I think they probably got him cheap, Clarkie, at seven fifty. But I don't wow. think he's a million-dollar player. I thought maybe nine. Wow. That's just my opinion, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I thought... He hasn't played Origin yet. Yeah. yeah. He has played one grand final. He's only been established in the game for, what, two years? I think mm. we're starting to throw around this million-dollar figure too freely these days, albeit when the salary cap goes up, we have to learn now that million-dollar players are becoming more well, frequent. It's becoming the norm, isn't it? Correct. A lot of players. And the Broncos have got a number of them that could, could command a million dollars. You know, Reese Walsh, he's going to have to give over a million bucks. Yeah, you know, Payne Haas, I don't know what he's on, but he'd be a million bucks. Uh, Ezra, I reckon, would have commanded Man, a million. I don't bucks. reckon there's a club. Someone would have out there signed that, that but I suppose you take less to stay. 
at but the club that, you're that, at. That's a big jump, like seven fifty yeah. to a million dollars on a five year deal. But no one it's offered a him a million dollars, did they? I, I don't recall don't, anyone offering him a million dollars. But I, I reckon, I reckon, in year two or three, it'll be a million dollars. It'll go up in increments. Yes. Yeah, okay. It won't be just yeah, average, I think he's next year. over seven fifty a year. I, I think I think if he signs a five year in year two or three, I, I think he'd he'd be on a million bucks. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, I'm assuming. How old is he now? He's twenty one. So his next deal will be twenty six. He'll be in the prime of his career then. If he's still playing elite footy, yeah. that's when it could go up to something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. I, Look, I think he's probably sold Great himself marginally short, Clark. Great deal for the Bronx. Yeah. yeah. But he also wants to play at the Broncos. Yeah. And yeah, he's prepared to take a pay cut. And yeah. he loves living in Brisbane. They gave him the start. I wonder if the other players, I wonder if the other heavies at the Broncos will do the same. Will take a, take a little hit to Well, to it's the price there. of success now, isn't yep. it? In a salary cap era, yep. you've got to be able to... If you stay at the club you're at, knowing you're having success or had success... Look at Penrith. I mean, they've lost these players. Yep. Um, they've prioritised some over others, which you have to do. Um, but if you've got a good pathway system in place, then you've got someone else to come up and do the job. And that's why they've been successful, Penrith. Flegler's gone. Farmworth's gone. So yeah. they've probably had a little bit of wriggling room maybe to bump Cape him up a bit more. We figured about and Cape Cape mm-hmm. Uh He was a late signing for the Warriors. And, you know, they, they could miss Capewell, but... They're very confident that their juniors that they've got that have been in their system now will be able to fill the breach. How long's Adam Reynolds got, Laurie? Oh, I think two more got, years. Yeah, I reckon he's this got year another next. year. Yeah, I reckon he's got another year in him after this year. Mm. Um, I think he's a big watch this year, Renner, just to see how he overcomes the criticism that he received after the grand final. I, I thought th- that was over the top. Uh, mate, just personally. I, I did too. I, I, I did too. It, it, he had a great year. Yeah. A great they they year. wouldn't have got to the grand no final chance. without him. He had a great year. Um, but I think younger kids get over the loss of a grand final quicker than some of the senior players. Because as a senior player, you realise when you've been playing the NRL for a long time, it, it's hard to get to. They're hard to get to and they're hard to win. And you just got to think about you, you can't be there worried about oh I might, may not get this opportunity again you got to go out and make it happen again. Um, whereas it, Walsh and Ezra Man they don't strike me as players that'll fear losing that grand final and I don't think that'll hurt their confidence at all. I don't it? think Brisbane can go back to a grand final. Really, I got no, them in mind. I don't think they can make the grand final. <sighs> Man, I think last year was all I wouldn't say a one off. That's unfair, but. I think they've lost a couple of key players. Yeah. I think their depth in the forwards is down, and I just don't believe in this theory that once you get to one and lose one, that you have some sort of automatic path back into the side of the following year. I think other teams have caught up, and I just can't see them being there. That's not to say they won't be successful. Mm. They will be. It's an elite roster. But this theory that they'll be there and they will win it, I, I just can't buy it. Uh, I think they'll be as good a chance as anyone. Um, if everything goes to plan for them, and they don't, and again, you can say this a lot about a lot of teams, they don't get injuries to their key players. But you just think of the natural improvement in three players, just in particular, Man, Walsh, Cobbo. Mate, they're three genuine, genuine strike players that can turn a game in fifteen minutes with a fit Adam Reynolds. Who again, he, he's he's club footy to. 
last year I thought was – I don't think it was spoken highly enough of. Like, we're talking about him in contention for origin when Cleary got injured. And I think we've heard from enough, whether it's Brisbane support staff or players, the importance of his leadership. He, he runs a show on the field, and that allows the freedom to these other young superstars to, to just concentrate on doing their thing. I, I reckon he's... There's not too, there hasn't been too many better signings for club footy, for NRL. Forget Origin or who's the best halfback or who's the best player. As a club player... He's a genius. They won't. They won't win a comp without him. Correct, mate. We you, did it for the rabbits as well. As though, in this year, they, they won't win without. You think there's a couple of elite sides? Yeah. We know they are. There's this massive bracket, in my opinion, that is of that second tier. Yeah. Which means there's going to be a lot of good sides that mm. don't make the semi-finals. Yeah. Lots of how many? How many can you write off right here and now? Tigers. Easy. Don't start with us. You're wearing, well, you're wearing your orange strip dragons. today as well. Go dragons. Easy. Although I think they'll improve. I'm not prepared to write off the Bulldogs just yet. No. Can't. I'm not prepared to write off the Dolphins just yet. Well, you can't put 14 all, into 8. Who, that's what I'm saying, Clark. Who else who, are missing out? But I'm but, saying there's only two I think can miss out. The rest, I think, in that bracket of 12 or 13. Broncos are, not in the, Broncos are not in the same bracket, surely, as Bulldogs. Who no, else no, did no, you say? No, Dragons. No, you said there's a couple of teams at the top. You're saying the second tier. But, he's not, but you're not putting teams. the Broncos at the top this no, year. No, I've been that elite class up the top. Yeah. You're putting oh, okay. up the Roosters, yeah. the Rabbitohs, uh, the Panthers, and the Broncos. They've okay. been the top four. Okay, so you still And then for me, you've got this chunky bracket. Definitely. And there's a lot of good sides in there, like your Manly's, Melbourne, mm, uh, yeah. uh, Newcastle Knights, the Cowboys, the Warriors. They're all very good teams. Para. Parramatta, Raiders, uh, Sharks. Sharks. So there's going to be a lot of sides that don't make the eight. So but if it's you've got the Broncos in that elite top four, how can you say you, they're not going to make the grand final? Top four, top six, Clarkie doesn't mean you're premiers. It's like a good cricket batsman who averages 35. He might get a test debut, but he's not going to be remembered as one of the, the best. I just think that they can't get there this year. Dean Bulldog, Richie in the studio with us. Vegas is looming, of course, Bulldog. And uh, the former, well, the Australian sporting greats in this studio took particular interest in your story in Monday's Telegraph. Oh, in yes. Regards to... I heard they were bagging it. <laughs> oh, Bib and Bubbo. The media experts. I'll tell you what. <laughs> what a stellar going to be hard to beat. The Roosters are going to be hard to beat That's now with this art, plane. Article going of the over year as well, Loz, I reckon. Mm. That might win Article of the Year yeah, at our yeah, media yeah. awards. Oh, Bib and Bub, they know how it works in the media, don't they? <laughs> oh, my God. Let's work in the media and let's pot it. <laughs> the Roosters have got their own jet. Oh, my God. Mate, they're unbeatable this year. Forget Just the Broncos. The, so the story is... Forget yeah. the Broncos. Cleaner air, isn't it? Cleaner air. The other airline... No jet lag. Zero jet lag, Loz, on this bad boy. shut up, I'll explain no turbulence. Zero, mate. I don't care if it's snowing. It's like, Zero turbulence. It's like being on a Rolls Royce. Better Rolls than Royce. first class, yeah. this thing. Yeah. It's better than any private jet made. Yeah. It's called the Dreamliner. Oh, I Ooh. bet it is. Okay. No and the Dreamliner here, offers up, I'm trying to find the story now. Oh, here I'm it in time. Mm. It offers up uh, revolutionary new <laughs> ways to travel, which oh, other sides aren't getting. Oh. Which did prompt, of course, <laughs> online a lot of anti-rooster sentiment. Oh so the story did very well. Oh, no doubt. Unbeknownst to you <laughs> no two. Doubt. At least when I explained it to Mido, who's got half a brain, he understood it. Only half. 
So what does this mean? You can have a disco or something on board on the way over. It's a you don't have, get you don't have to wear seat belts. Roosters you can just walk around the plane because there's no roosters. turbulence. When you're going over Hawaii, do a hula dance. Mate, why do the roosters always get preference? Oh, my God. There you go. Why, why See, there's they, the question, Why do they Clarky? get their own jet? Seriously. I was told after that Unbeatable. there was discussions that the roosters were going in return for the good plane, have to stop in at Nandy on the way home. But I think that's been glossed over oh, as so well. just direct. <laughs> I think they're direct oh. both ways. So, so is this, are they the only people on this Dreamline? Yeah, I think the oh, yeah, others are going... There's Fiji. only 25 seat slots. <laughs> yeah, the others are going Fiji Airways. They're going to go via Nandy. They're going yeah. on How long's the stop? <laughs> Three hours. Three hours. Yeah. Oh, now the story's getting legs, is it? <laughs> no. It's now not. you're starting to realise it's not a bad story. No, I Bulldog, just... is this... Dream... How, was it, how did it come about first? How, how did the Roosters get the Dreamliner and the others go Fiji Airways? It was... Allegedly drawn out of a hat. Right. Which airline or which team got the uh, Why can't you just fly the A three eighty Sydney direct to LA like the rest of us? Well which... the NRL's coughing up the money, Clarky. Well, I can't just What put... do you mean? You can't get a normal flight like the rest of well, us? Well clearly there's obviously some deals going on with Fiji Airways, which I must add is a very good airline. It is a good airline, mm. yeah. No. You reckon you reckon the LA. Dreamliner is gonna yeah. be that significant for the Roosters? So the Roosters win. Unbeatable. It was just reporting the story. Thank you. What an article. Was there nothing to write about that day or what? Well, I'll show you the figures. Seriously. I'll show you the online figures. Oh, my God. Then you'll go, oh, What's wrong with you people? (laughs) Seriously, it hasn't been a scandal in rugby league's preseason. So we'll write about the Dreamliner. My segment here is slipping away because of... Eggheads. <laughs> You've written on the back page another back page story. Oh, thank you. I hope this story's okay. <laughs> I don't mind this one. Oh, you like this one? Oh, okay, that's good to know. Uh, so that makes are... me feel so much better. <laughs> Can't be sensitive in here, can you? Oh, my oh. God. The NRL is looking at um, getting Jordan Mylato, who plays, of course, left tackle for the Eagles, uh, appeared in the Super Bowl last year. Western Sydney boy who's uh, made his dreams come true, get him involved in promoting opening round in Vegas this week at the Super Bowl. Yeah, a deal not done just yet. They're in top-level talks with uh, Maylada to fly him out from Philly to Vegas to do activations in and around Allegiant Stadium. Uh, they figure that the Super Bowl, uh, it attracts about 450,000 fans into the city mm. for Super Bowl week. Obviously, they don't all go to the game. Uh, but he'll be doing uh, ticket promotions, uh, radio interviews, and just, as I said, activations and promos in and around Vegas to try to drum up some uh, more interest in the game. Uh, he's a big name in America. He's a big name in Australia. And he also loves the game. Rugby league? Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah absolutely. He was a Canterbury league. junior, Loz, yeah. as you know. He played for Five Dock RSL Club, went to South. Funnily enough, South offered him, I think in 17, he played in the under-20s with Campbell Graham who will be in Vegas, obviously. Offered him 5000 There were just a couple of concerns over Maylada's uh, condition and fitness. And he thought, oh, stuff this, I'll knock back the five grand and I'll have a crack at America. Yeah. And, of course, now he's on oh, a, a great contract story. of $64 million with Philadelphia. There was oh. also a story around with the uh, Kelsey brothers. Yeah, they do a podcast, I think, called mm. New Heights, yeah. uh, Travis and Jason. Jeez, that'd be a get. And they had him on the show. He was talking about rugby league and his journey to America. So certainly if they can get Jordan Maylada in and around Vegas, it would uh, boost interest Mm. and ticket sales. They've gone through 25,000 at the moment. They're hoping to get to 40. The only issue they've got, I guess, is that uh, Vegas at the moment is all Super Bowl. Mm. 
So until the Super Bowl uh, caravan rolls out of town, it's going to be hard to get any exposure whatsoever mm. in the place of the game. They Dean did 40,000. That's a fantastic achievement. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. If they can get 35, I think they'd be pretty happy. Yeah, and they're 25,000. They're over 25 at the moment. Yeah, that's a, that's a good result. Yeah. I don't know the exact split. I know before Christmas laws it was 21, and I think it was 15,000 Aussies and 6,000 uh, internal mm. Americans. So I mean, I've got, I reckon I've got 25 friends going across. Mm. You got that many? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bought the, uh, here we go. Again. Acquaintances. Yeah, I've got four minutes to go to like, get out of this studio. <laughs> uh, now, the Bears. You've written a lot about the Bears this week as well. Bring them back. Bring the mighty Bears. Is this okay? The Bears, this, yeah, I'm oh, a supporter okay. of the Bears. Yeah, no, I just checked in yesterday, um, uh, Mido, and they are absolutely buoyant, obviously, about the publicity they're getting mm. and the push that they're getting. Uh, I did notice a few people on social saying, what about the Newtown Jets? Because there was discussion about them a while back. But the Bears are certainly in prime position. Uh, uh, they want their colours and logo uh, incorporated into any new franchise. But I think it's important that they still... Albeit, it's all about the future, Clarky. Mm. They've got to remember the past. That's where they were built. Yeah. That's where they became the club that they are. That's where their junior mm. program is. Yeah. That's where their league's club is. So I think it would have to include two, three, maybe four games a year at Bear Park. But one of those, you'd think it'd have to be against Bear Park. Well, you in the right fit for the Bears. Do you think it's Perth? I think so, Laurie. Yeah. It's hard to... When you look at the Pacific... I'm not so sure. I've got my doubts. Mm. Second New Zealand side, I think there's scope in years to come, but the Warriors had a great year last year, but gee, they've struggled for years. They're hardly yeah, you the prototype. Sure they're strong, don't you? And the more yeah. south you go yeah. in New Zealand, as you know, yeah. the more rugby uh, orientated it gets. Yeah. Could they survive in Wellington? I'd have my doubts, which does leave Perth. Mm. I'll take it. As a Bears fan, I'll take it. Yeah. The Perth well, I'll ask you a question, Mido. Would you be... Happy with the Perth Bears? Would that still conjure up emotion in yeah, you? Yeah, I think now. Because I think we're, a lot of us are pretty realistic. That's our best chance. Well, it's been 22-odd yeah. years. Yes. We're not coming back in the no. iterations we hope. The, the big one in the early, well, I guess early 2000s to about 2013-14 was the Central Coast Bears. I think we mm. really thought that was one, a great idea. The big one would be the colours, the Bears, and to play two or three games at North Sydney Open. Yeah. That's their stipulation. Would, would most... Most people agree that'd be that's their stipulation. That'd be perfect. Look, red and black are great colours, Laurie. More, if you got more, that'd be logo. Perfect. The logo, yeah. The logo important. would be the bear. Yeah. It yeah. would probably, Clarky, be maybe a, a modern day version of the bears. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of bears around the world mm. in terms of nicknames and logos. Mm. Chicago Bears. It's not a ridiculously silly suggestion. And a couple of games at North Sydney Oval. You'd have to have a friendly bear today. You probably would. Mm. You can't have a. It's like the, the angry t- can't bear. Be angry no, well, the can't tiger. Be angry. You'd be outraged. You lose? You lost your <laughs> we can't be outraged. Yeah, the Paws tigers lost their paws. So. Well and truly. Yeah. Are you outraged, mm. Laurie, every day like most people these days? No. Are you, Clarky? No, I'm not I outraged. Don't, not much bothers me now. Especially the abuse. Obviously, the rooster story did. It doesn't really bother me. <laughs> just, I just can't wait to experience the Dreamliner. Dream. Mate, if I find out next time you go to the UAE <laughs> or wherever you go, I'm the Dreamliner. Back to England, yeah. and you'll be well, on the Dreamliner. Did you get a seat on the Dreamliner? <laughs> um, or is it just for players only? I think that just might be roosters only. Right, just roosters only. Yeah, we're down the back. Is that is a conspiracy theory, Paul? Where are you flying? Up front? No. Down the back. Down the back. <laughs> you love that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm oh. tipping when he gets on, he goes to the left. You get a little upgrade when he gets yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know who I am? Yeah, yeah. you got the wrong yeah. ticket, Mr. Daly. Yeah, this no, is no, yeah. like a couple of selfies for your children. Turn tomorrow. left. A couple of selfies. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of selfies for the kids, Captain. Oh, dear. Uh, thank you, Dean. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Bulldog. See ya. Some results in football overnight at the Asian Cup. It was a shock, in fact, in the semi-final. Uh, the Socceroos Conquerors South Korea beaten 2-0 by Jordan. Uh, so Jordan through to the final where they will play the winner of the match later tonight slash early tomorrow between Iran and the host nation Qatar. Yesterday in the A-League, the Central Coast Mariners extended their unbeaten run to 12 matches. Uh, but played out a scoreless draw with the ladder-leading Phoenix in Wellington in front of a crowd of 12,301 on a public holiday there in New Zealand yesterday. Uh, Cricket, plenty of it in regards to, well, firstly, the Aussies winning that match comfortably, to say the least. Eight wickets with 259 balls to spare against the West Indies after rolling them for 86. Uh, Now... Sheffield Shield as well. There were stacks of matches that finished yesterday. Uh, New South Wales, a good win for the Blues. Uh, They've beaten Western Australia by four wickets as they chased 182 for victory in the fourth innings in their second dig, and it got a bit nervy. Uh, Daniel Hughes, 59. Blake Nikataris, 56. Uh, then there was a bit of a collapse, but Chris Green and Ollie Davies saw them home. Davies not out 24, Green not out 16. So they reached the target six down to win by four wickets. Uh, Victoria also a thrilling win, three wickets over South Australia at the Junction Oval there in Melbourne as well. And this test match over across the ditch between New Zealand and South Africa is, uh, well, it's one-way traffic. And uh, we're just watching a T20 match at the moment, in fact, in the studio on Fox Cricket over in South Africa, where I, I can see, Clarkie, half a dozen of blokes who would probably be in this test match playing in this T20 match in South Africa at the moment. The likes of Klaas and, uh, and others. Dezorzi, I know, has been Quentin in the De test Cox side line. recently. Yeah. Uh, De Kock, uh, others as well. Uh, instead, New Zealand, having got 511, then rolled South Africa for 162, uh, didn't enforce the follow-on, went back in, four for 179 New Zealand. So they're leading by 528 runs at the end of day three, heading into day four. Kane Williamson's got tons in both innings. Uh, he's got 109 in the second dig uh, to go with his 118 in the first, but uh, yeah, they're all over South Africa there who have six debutants, including the captain's a debutant, Neil Brand. Uh, yeah, and it's just ridiculous to watch all these mm. international players playing in this T20 match over in South Africa at the moment. What was Loz just eating, by the way? Toast, I think, wasn't it? It looks like it was it a was wrist or something. Anyway, he's he, he can fill us in shortly. A bit of on what, what was <laughs> no, it? It was burnt toast. Oh, yeah, okay, I thought I, I, thought I saw a well. beef patty or something. No, no, it okay. was burnt. It was burnt. I was talking to Bulldog, and burnt I, you know when no, well, the toast come up and it wasn't dark enough, so I went back down, doubled up, and, and it doubled got up, out. and then it got caught out, yeah, and then right. I was, had to race back into the studio. So I didn't have time to get another piece of toast because I got my orange this morning. 
Oh, none in the box up there, the fruit box? No, only apples. Not what, a, bottom apple. What? Mm. Oh, I mean, these, these are tough times. Very if tough got, times. If you got your orange. Well, usually I'm prepared, boys, mm. but I wasn't last night. No good. All right, coming up this morning, uh, we've got Naomi Fox, Australian slalom canoeist, will speak to us shortly. Uh, after the 8 o'clock news, Luke Parker and Chris Hyington. Uh, will join us as well. Luke Parker from the Swans, of course, and Chris Hyington these days, the Tigers' assistant coach, uh, will join us. 2005 Premiership winner. Was a trainer at the club last season. Has been promoted into Benji Marshall's team. We'll get some a mail off Brad Davidson, some midweek mail as well, uh, coming up in the next half hour or so. Uh, just, I saw last night Latrell Mitchell speaking, Loz, as well on Nine News, confirming last year was the most challenging of his career, pointing to how mentally draining it was, that rugby league wasn't enjoyable. He even considered whether he could keep going with all the scrutiny that follows him. He says it's time to grit his teeth and have a crack, and since he wants to show he's the best fullback in the game, he said, I want to show that. Oh, I like that from Latrell. Uh, I think if he puts his mind to anything, um, he can achieve what he wants to. Uh, there's no denying that he's got all the talent in the world. Uh, last year, injuries um, was a real concern for him. He just couldn't get back to, to anywhere near you know, his, his peak fit, fitness. And you just know with the speed and the pace of the game, and if you're playing fullback, you've got to be able to keep up with it. Um, but I reckon a good pre-season under his belt uh, getting Jack White into the club. They're great mates. Um, and I read an article on the weekend where he said that, you know, just Jack's positive energy around the group has been enormous and it's had a great effect on him as well. Um, so I, I think that we're all excited to see what Latrell can do. I don't think there's a bigger personality in the game. And with being a personality comes that extra attention. And, um, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, are always ready to pick apart Latrell's game. Uh, but I'm just hoping he's had a great off-season, he's over his injury concerns, and we see the best of him. Because I think if we see the best of him, you see a wonderful footballer. Someone that can do things on the field that others just can't do. I feel like it's a few times he's sort of indicated he's been close to walking away. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a shame if he did that, mm. because he's got so much to offer. He's got so much to offer... Obviously, the South Sydney Footy Club, but the game in itself, because he's a, he's a great leader, he's a good leader for the Indigenous community in particular. You know, young Aboriginal boys, Torres Strait Islander boys, or anyone in, in, for that matter, uh, they look up to him, um, and he's a real shining light. So I, I'm just hoping he's in the right headspace, and if he is, I think you'll see the best of him. Road to Paris, we're going to continue our look now. And uh, the Canoe Slalom Australian Open was last weekend. The Oceania Championships was the weekend before. They're at Penrith in Western Sydney. And Naomi Fox, who of course is uh, Jessica Fox's sister in the Stark Canoe Slalom family. Uh, Naomi, she captured her fourth bronze medal of the competitions in the Kayak Cross. Now, the Kayak Cross is the event where... They race against other competitors, not just the, not the clock. So uh, she's joining us now. We spoke to her late last year. Naomi, how are you? Great to speak to you again. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Super excited to be joining. 
and we appreciate your time. And, you, and as I mentioned, you just had a very intense couple of weeks. So how, how did you assess your performance? Yeah, it was a big, intense couple of weeks. I was saying just before I was getting let in, it was quite hard to wake up on time today. But um, no, really great over the last two weekends. It was a really world-class field out there. We had um, you know, the competitors that were on the world championship podium on the Olympic test event podium. So really great to have all the internationals out here for um, our two events and to come away with four podiums and four bronze medals is, is really good at the start of the season. Yeah, Naomi, congratulations. With that, how heavy your workload's been, what, it, what does it look like now for you now in, in regards to the next few weeks? Do you keep training um, or do you get a break? Yeah, we, we keep training. It's a, it's a good way to kind of see and assess where we're at at the start of the season. And I think for me, it's been a really good indicator of my progression over the past season as well. So taking a bit of a, a bit of a break and lightening the load a little bit. And then um, I think we'll definitely amp up and we'll be training really heavily. I think, you know, doing a lot more gym, doing a lot more yeah. on water time as well. And then heading overseas beginning of, of May before the start of the international season. So have a big block at home, which is which is nice. Yeah, well, we, We've spoken to a number of athletes that are lucky enough to use the New South Wales Institute of Sport. And again, competing at the highest level, your body and mind goes through so much. What makes their facilities so good and, and how important are their facilities for you to, you know, push hard when you, when you, when you need to, recover when you need to? How good's the setup there? Yeah, I mean, Enzo's has been such a consistent source of support for us really for the past, well, for my career for the past 10 years as a, as a junior, under 23 and now senior. And what they do for us is more support our daily training environment out in Penrith. So giving us access to water time, access to, to psych when we need them and, and nutritionists as well. So we really have such a high level, world-class facility out in Penrith. And then obviously the the gym we don't get to travel there as often as I'd like, although it is a bit intimidating and professional, but it's um, a really great setup that we have and more access. They were all out there, um, all hands on deck for the Oceania Champs and the Oz Open as well, um, which was really great to see all their NCIS crew and, and support staff. So, yeah, I think they've just been there, especially for me since the start of my career. It's really great to be part of such a cool institute of sport. Yeah, Naomi, um, how do you qualify because I believe there's only three spots left so what what's that look like for you and how do you go about qualifying for the Olympics yeah it's a a bit of a tricky one um but definitely still an opening out there so it's the global quota qualification event um in June at one of the world cups and basically there's three extra spots up for grabs for the first three nations that qualify in that race so you basically have to finish top three and that will be a race for anyone that's not already going to the olympic games so that's where my shot is and definitely training really hard for that and to be able to come away with two podiums with all the people that are currently going to the games that won't be racing that event is a big confidence boost i think for me in the lead up to that and and what would it mean to to yourself to to become an olympian you know your mother your father and of course jess you know but for you to join that join that club I know there's a bit of pressure. I read an article that said, you know, will she join her family, her sister, her mum and dad? And I think obviously that's the goal of any athlete. It's hard to feel like um, a professional athlete in an Olympic sport as long as you haven't been to that pinnacle event. Do you feel that pressure? Yeah, I think I do. But now it's more so one that really kind of drives me and fuels me in a positive way because I feel like I, I can achieve those things. I think before it was hard to 
you know, when the results didn't match, you feel like, oh, God, did I not get the right gene? <laughs> but, but I think, you know, now it's, it's really inspiring for me and to have a team that backs me and understand what it does take and, and understand what I'm going through is, is even more um, important. So, yeah, Paris 2024 is definitely the, the big target and feeling on track, but it's, it's definitely going to be a, a hard battle out there and I'll have to yeah get the nails out and not let anything go I think <laughs> and, and kayak cross Naomi is a new event at the Paris games at what point did you go I'm going to go down this path I guess rather than just you know racing against the clock I guess as most people do in, in the k1 etc uh, the c1 I mean it, it's let's face it it's more exciting isn't it racing <laughs> other athletes than racing the clock yeah, I think it's also way more exciting as a spectator and such a different sport for us. There's so much more adrenaline. You you know, you really feel like you're being chased down and then you're chasing people down. So such a different sport and it's been really fun to, to learn and, and feel myself improve quickly in that. And I think I, you know, had a I won a medal at the twenty twenty two World Cup and then I thought, Okay, well if I invest a little bit, maybe it's more of a medal shot in here and like anything, I think when you become better at something you also start to enjoy it a lot more and I've really enjoyed the different part of the sport that it's brought forward you know going off a start ramp feeling more like a a hardcore athlete I think (laughs) um but no it's been really really fun improving in the kite cross and and um you know building up my getting higher in the world ranking list and yeah I'm excited to to kind of make it my sole focus for this year really. Can I ask a question that might sounds silly to you, but I've always wanted to ask. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to you ask know, it now. I know. You know, with, <laughs> with um, you know, course to course, I'm assuming it, it changes. But yeah. when you're in an event, does the rapid speed stay the same or is it different course to course? No, I think this is a really good question. Um, it's, it basically fluctuates a little bit. I mean, it's, they're artificial courses, so there's some level of consistency, but we do find that, you know, you we analyse the courses, you'll see athletes staring at gates for maybe like 15 minutes. And if you don't understand the, the sport, you're probably thinking, what are they doing? But they're looking at those wave movement, movements that definitely do change. We'll have green waves that then turn into white stoppers. And, and so it is a level of, you know, a kind of like a natural river that they are trying to simulate. Yeah. So sometimes it does seem a bit unfair if you go through the, the gates and then you just get completely stopped as opposed to, you know, green waves that let you go through. So that's also the sport. That's what makes it super exciting and that element of, you know, always learning and always adapting. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely an element of change um, that happens on the river, but still because it's artificial, some sort of a controlled consistency. Naomi, you're also part of the New South Wales Institute of Sports Lights Up documentary series. Uh, your episodes, I believe, have just been released. Can you tell us a bit about that and getting involved with, with that and having your story yeah, told? Definitely. So they were released on Monday and, and really excited and honoured to have my story um, highlighted in a small five-part series and it's available on the website. And it. It's, um, you know, I did the interview, I think it was quite a, a while ago, and I was really scared to watch it back, but um, they did a really great job in, in highlighting the best bits, I think, and um, yeah, they talk about the family history, um, you know, beating Jess and trying to beat Jess, and what life's like as um, having a sister as well, number one, and then obviously the pursuit to Paris and, and working on the side and doing university on the side. So I, there's such a really great series that's coming out. There's one on Eleanor Patterson that was released. Sam Fricker as well and 
Um, I think there's one on Jess that's coming out soon too. So a really great way to kind of showcase um, different athletes' Olympic journey and World Championship journey. And um, yeah, super honoured to, to have mine featured. And it, it looks really great. So super stoked with their, with their work. Yeah, they've done a really good job highlighting some of these athletes uh, for our listeners. The website, nswis.com.au, the New South Wales Institute of Sports website, nswis.com.au. You can catch those uh, five-part documentary series on various athletes, including Naomi. And we really appreciate your time this morning, and we'll be tracking your journey towards particularly that global qualification event in June. Naomi, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having us. Bye-bye. Uh, we're just watching in the studio uh, costume tips for fans getting ready to go to the Tay-Tay Swift concerts mm. here in Australia. And, Loz, this is, a, this is a phenomenon that's even reached your household, I'm told. Uh, it has, yeah. My daughter, well, she ended up getting tickets to Melbourne, mm. but she ordered online some outfit that arrived right. yesterday, so she was quite mm. excited. Got I get... don't know what outfit it is, but... You've got to get the gear, Didn't apparently. Didn't ask questions, but nah. you saw the elation Go take upon arrival. Well, I saw her in a room, mm. taking it in and then coming back out and showing mm. her mother. Okay. Putting it on, what does it look like? You're, you're not asked your opinion? No. No. No, not, not no. asked at all. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> each to their own, Mitter. Yeah. So what, what is it? Is it pink, is it? Is that the colour? No, there's a stack of things. I think it just shows the... <laughs> Her, her music from start to finish, her different outfits that she wore in film clips or whatever it is. So you can. Oh, yeah. so you wear, wear one some, of her outfits. A million right. options, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'd go, like, see that? I like that. That's the Tay Tay t shirt yeah. we're looking at on TV at the moment. I like the one with the cowboy hat. Oh, yeah, okay. I like the cowboy That's hat. That's your script. Yeah. Go, Tay Tay. Brad Davidson, good morning. Morning, guys. Lodge, you'd have your um, outfit ready, wouldn't you? Uh, well, I couldn't get tickets, Dave. I'll tell you what, they're hard to get them. Did you end up getting them? No, I didn't get a chance oh. to do that thing, actually. Did you have a crack at it? No, I didn't, mate. I didn't. Yeah. I should have. I, I wouldn't mm. mind. I, I get really jealous as the events get closer because I do the other. I'm not interested. Not interested. Mm. And then you start... To, it starts to get closer and closer, and then you, you want to go now. scramble. Oh, I wouldn't mind having a look. I'd yeah. go. If someone gave me a ticket, yeah, I'd go. Yeah, of course you would. Definitely. Yeah, I'd go to Tay-Tay. <laughs> you wouldn't go? I wouldn't go to Tay-Tay. No. Uh, no I, I reckon, I, I, reckon I could find a situation that would tempt you. No, I wouldn't. Anyway. No. we got the $2 million English Millennium this weekend, Davo. We do, yeah. It's going to be a great race, guys. Always uh, is each and every year, and um, it's shaping up to be a pretty good field there on Saturday at, uh, at Royal Randwick. What conditions we're on, we'll have to wait and see. A bit of rain around most days this week, so we had a, a bit already, so we'll, we'll wait and see how that plays out. But, look, such is the drainage of the, the, the track these days that uh, seems to be we can cop a fair bit of rain and it'll still be pretty good. Of course, still very warm conditions as well, being summer here in Sydney. And, yeah, we should be on a, a pretty decent track, but fully lit the, the favourite for the English Millennium at, at this stage. Um yeah, look, uh, it was ultra-impressive there on debut at Rose Hill, winning by almost three lengths in really good time. So yeah, I think we're blessed this year, guys, with a lot of really good two-year-olds. It, it's shaping up to be a, a very strong year. We saw Lady of Camelot almost break the track record on Saturday. We saw Coleman down south. And, of course, we've seen what Storm Boy's done, what Switzerland's done. It's, it's been a really, really strong year already. So, um yeah, I, I look, it's coming together nicely and uh, it's going to be a, a nice addition of the of the English Millennium uh, this weekend. Uh, have you got 
Storm Boyers, you, I, I know there's still a lot to play out, but as it stands at the moment, Storm Boyers, your number one seed going into the slipper? Yeah, he's got to be at this stage, Loz, still doesn't he? I mean, he's, he's winning the Magic Millions, was probably the highest rating Magic Millions win I can remember. And generally speaking, it's, it's not a race that uh, the form generally stacks up from a golden slipper perspective. But I think this year, just the simple time and, and the nature of his win as well, where he, he missed the start, he worked. Um, overtime to get up on speed and then to do what he did and kick away and win so impressively. It, it wasn't just the time, it was the nature in which he did it as well. So, look, he's clearly uh, top seed at this stage, but, look, Switzerland was ultra-impressive and he got the breeding to just continue to improve and uh, we'll see what happens this weekend in the English Millennium can often throw up a really good horse too. So, look, a lot of water to go under the bridge, but uh, no doubt he'll be a firm favourite at this stage. Who's in line to be the Racing Victoria chairman? Yeah, it looks like Gil McLaughlin, the former AFL boss. Um, look, obviously, we'll wait and see what happens with the announcement, but that looks to, to be uh, the likely situation at this stage. And uh, it would be a huge coup for uh, racing if, if we do get the former AFL boss. Of course, um, he was hugely uh, regarded in, in that role and, and did a fantastic job over a number of years. He's always been a a massive racing fan and has uh, family connections going back in racing. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be, be massive for the sport, I think. And, um, you know, we've seen, in, in I guess, in previous years, Melbourne and, and Sydney haven't quite got along as well, but he's a real uh, diplomatic guy that I think um, will help those relationships as well. So um, we'll wait and see. But it uh, looks like he's in the box seat at this stage to be the new RV chairman. Uh, Bo Mertens was hospitalised after a fall at Stony Creek yesterday. Yeah, it was a really nasty fall there, guys, in the opening race. Um, fortunately, we lost uh, the horse there, the, uh, the debutant, um, and uh, Bo Mertens was hospitalised. Uh, Thomas Stockdale walked back to the, the jockey's room. But, um, look, I'm still waiting for sort of updates this morning, but uh, the news yesterday was that you looked to have escaped serious injury, but, um, yeah, it was hospitalised there. It was a pretty nasty fall, and um, unfortunately we lost that uh, that debut on the horse. But, um, uh, yeah, we'll wait and hear more on Bo Mertens today. But um, just another stark reminder of the the uh, the dangers jockeys face each time they go out to the, the track there. And, um, yeah, we wish Bo all the best in his recovery. Can you steer me into a winner today? Well, I hope so, Loz. Um, look, we've gone with Romeo's Choice. The track will be a bit rain-affected there at Warwick Farm today, but race six, Romeo's Choice. Just think uh, he did a really good job there last time out to, to beat the, the favourite home stylized quite comfortably as well. And um, I suppose the other news to report today is J-Mac's not riding there as he continues to recover from that injury suffered there um, at the gates um, on the weekend in Sydney. So uh, he he was riding stylized and... Um, Obviously, they'll, they'll they'll need a replacement there. So, I just think uh, he, he held Solos comfortably enough the other day, Romeo's choice. And I thought that uh, he's been about sixes into 440, but I still think that price seems okay. He gets through the wet ground fine, and he looks a leader in the race as well. Hard fit up on speed and, and should be hard to catch. So, he'll be the, uh, the tip for today, Romeo's choice in race number six. Currently a $4.20 chance with Tab. Race six, number five, Romeo's choice. Davo, thank you. Have a good day. No worries, guys. Chat Friday.